Hello, listeners. Before this episode begins, we here at Entering Storybrook would like to drop a trigger warning for the following potential trigger. This episode contains frank discussion of sexual and physical assault. If this is a topic of conversation that will make you feel uncomfortable, we encourage you to perhaps skip this episode. to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast, where we rewatch and analyze the ABC show. Before we begin, our podcast artwork was designed by Nickel Anarchy, and our theme song was created by Taylor Paisley French. Be aware, this podcast contains spoilers for the Once Upon a Time series. Welcome back to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time rewatch and recap podcast. Today, you're joined by three hunters of honor who are cursed to believe that they are adult podcasters. I'm Robert. That's Darian. Hi. And that's Fran. Hello. <laughs> so we're back with episode seven this time around. We're back with more episodes and more discussions in magical chaos because that is basically what Once Upon a Time is. It's magical chaos. That's the overall definition of what this show is about. Um, obviously, we've got our breakdown as per usual. So, uh, Robert, take it away. So today we're looking at Season 1, Episode 7, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, which premiered on ABC December 11th, 2011. It was directed by David M. Barrett and written by Edward Kitsies and Anthony Horowitz. Notably on this day, We Found Love by Rihanna as the number one song, New Year's Eve was the top movie at the box office, and this is sad, but the website that I looked at listed today as a day that Alex Trebek had a heart attack and had to go to the hospital. Oh my god. Yeah, this site's kind of messed up. (laughs) I, I'm going to feel bad because I think that's a very American thing. Because I, I saw that and I was like, I don't actually know who that is. He was the host of Jeopardy for like 40 years or something like that. Oh, okay. Ages. So that makes sense then. Yeah, that's yeah. only an American show. We don't have that here. How do you guys here. not have Jeopardy? Do you have like a British alternative? Because we've got a bunch of British shows that are like British game shows that we brought over and Americanized them. I think we've got like a something similar but like nothing like exact like whenever americans talked about jeopardy we had a like a tv show like a drama like tv show called jeopardy which was basically about these teenagers getting lost in the wilderness and basically um finding out that things just aren't quite right there's like alien abductions all these sort of things and it was called jeopardy my goodness (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that went places i wasn't expecting (laughs) exactly like this episode yes yeah (laughs) <laughs> so let's see who's doing our 60 second recap uh oh, let's goodness. spin that wheel <laughs> oh it's gonna land on it's gonna land on fran fran is the one who's doing the recap for this i'm gonna do it oh, gosh. okay who has got the time already i oh. can do it okay cool 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 three two go so Graham has started to realise and focus on some things that have been going on in his past. He's getting flashes of memories after mainly the fact that he kind of, you know, assaulted Emma by kissing her. And then he has memories of the past with a wolf and other things that are from a different time. And he's kind of like, what the hell is this? And so he goes to investigate and find things out further because he's starting to have more memories of a time that just doesn't quite fit with what he's living in this time period so he tries to find other ways to figure out what is going on one by sleeping with regina realizes sleeping with people probably doesn't give you answers and then he goes to mary margaret who he also sees in his vision and then when she offers nothing else he goes to henry and henry eventually offers him answers that make sense so he investigates even further alongside emma going to a place where he believes his heart actually is in fairy tale land regina is hiring him to kill snow white but because he is a hunter with honor doesn't exactly go well and things end very badly and we'll get to that later in the real world graham time damn death (laughs) graham death basically then the real world death (laughs) in the real world death that is how the real world the the real world works you just Mm -hmm. To, to quote from Bojack Horseman, which is something that's been on my mind because I just finished the series, mm. life's a bitch and then you die. They're not wrong, though, which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what did we think about this episode? Oh, okay. Darren, I feel like, do you want to go go first? With oh, your sure. 
yeah, I mean, as a whole, I'm, I'm really into what this episode is doing. Like, it, it's really interesting to see, like, the possibility of, like, this other character, like, oh, they're remembering. Because we as the audience know this is all real. We know it's all true. And so seeing another character starting to tap into that kind of of their, their own volition, sort of, because just realizing things aren't adding up and trying to, like, put those pieces back together is really cool. And it's, like, the possibility of, like, oh, what if someone else remembers? What if the sheriff of the town remembers? Like, then what does that change? And and then the series does change because of this episode, but, like, not as you would think watching it because Graham just dies at the end. Regina just straight up kills him because, uh, if I may finish your recap, Fran, we learn that after the Huntsman does not kill Snow White and instead brings uh, uh, the queen the heart of a stag, not a heart of a pig. The stag, I think, because he'd already killed a stag earlier in the episode. Just use that heart and wouldn't kill another animal for their heart because he's such an honorable hunter. Uh, she rips out his heart and is like, I control you now. We'll get into that mm. later. But this is where we learn, confirmed, if she crushes your heart, you die. So Graham is dead. Uh, we also know, confirm, no, Regina knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. And that's big. Yeah, that, that's a lot of stuff that happens in this. And because this is obviously a Graham-centric episode, I, mm-hmm. I do like that we got, like like you were saying previously, Darren, just, I like that we do get specific fairy tale character-centric episodes. And this is one that is really interesting, mainly to do with the fact that like this is the first time we're seeing a character remembering things from that time and it having not just the deadly consequences but just him in general like that scene with him and snow where like he's literally burning up and the way in which i interpreted mm-hmm. that immediately was that the fact that he's having two different sets of worlds and memories in his mind is literally breaking his own mind because he's living yeah. in two different worlds and doesn't actually fully understand because his mind can't deal with it which is a hint for a character that we see later on in this season as well of having two worlds in one mind oh um, yeah and i just i really liked kind of seeing that and seeing the breakdown of that but what i didn't like was basically everything else was everything else everything honey. else oh, the oh, toxic no. masculinity of graham in literally opening the opening section of this episode toxic masculinity not here for it attitude not here for it um we've got multiple cases of like assault in this which i guess we should probably put a trigger warning at the start oh yeah we should here now honestly like not even just in the captions we should probably like record someone straight up saying uh content warning this episode contains conversation about sexual assault yeah yeah we can do that afterwards as well but yeah there is the fact oh my god the fact this is like mainstream television it mm-hmm. is. I know, like the what? What was it we called it? The edgy fairy tale. The edgy fairy tale show. Yeah, and then they do this, and it's yeah. kind of like quite literally. What was the reason? But we'll get into that a little bit later. Should sure. we or should we just acknowledge it now? Because now it's like, yeah, maybe it's, we it's should. In our minds, maybe we should just skip to it. Yeah, Regina's been raping Graham. Yeah, there, there it is, straight up. Yeah, just that is what happens because. When she takes out heart, it's not just like, oh, now she can, the evil queen can kill you. She literally controls you. She tells Graham, you're going to be in my cage now. You're my pet. She forces a kiss on him. And then when she has her guards, take him to my bedchambers. And my room and I are watching this. And I know this is what's happening. But I forget that this is how that scene really takes place. And we're just yeah. like, what the hell? Why? Yeah. I get it's dark, but this is... A man writing what evil from a woman looks like. Yeah. And the irony of the fact that, unfortunately, this is not the only time this show references rape. It happens three times! Three. Three or four times or something like that. Yeah, but there's more than once. And it's like, why? And literally, you know for a fact the only reason they are having this happen is to make Regina look more of a villain. There is no other reason. Like, there's no reason for it. Yeah, have it that she kind of sends him to, like, a jail cell or something like that. You don't need to do like there is literally no logical explanation for this that I can understand remotely. But why they do? Like I think we do need to acknowledge that men can be victims of rape and women yes. can be assaults or uh, perpetrators. Perpetrators, that's it. And yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a thing that happens not usually under this 
kind of magical bullshit, but this is a thing that happens. Yes. I just think it doesn't track with Regina's character. Yeah. Considering the context of for later on when we find out she is in a forced arranged marriage with a much older man who's gone after this much insane basically a child really person you can you can assume this definitely happened in her life as well as a young beautiful girl who was chosen by a 60 something year old king to be his new bride so it then doesn't track with the possibilities of what that is leading into or it doesn't make sense for her to do something like this because she is a victim yeah as well she's going to victimize other people of course like it's what she's doing with snow but i don't it just doesn't make sense for her character to go to this length now she's all about revenge and killing that like her killing him would make sense yeah her forcing him to kill for her would make sense because he doesn't want to do that but this violation doesn't for everything that we've seen and everything we see later it just it feels really out of place and it does definitely feel just like the writers have gone like we need her to be more of a villain what can we do yeah Uh, isn't this evil and it i mean it is this is evil this is an evil thing and it's it's a real thing and that makes it all the more horrifying but like as you said like it just doesn't track and it's also never addressed later like spoilers for the rest of the thing like it's never called what it is. No one ever acknowledges it. We never really bring up Graham again after the next episode, except for how his death affected Emma later on. Like, we never talk about yeah. what Regina did to him. Yeah, and it's the same with all the other characters. All the other characters involved with it, like Hook later on, there's the references. There's another person as well. But, like, it's never addressed. It's just there for the sake of being there. Yeah, it's like the show doesn't acknowledge that it's rape. It's just, oh, that's so horrible. It's so dark. That's so messed up. But it's never, I mean, and and rape is all of those things, but it's never actually treated with the the seriousness and the horror that it justly deserves. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was unnecessary for what the story is doing. I think Mm -hmm. the story, it very much feels like it's, and this is the case for a lot of things these days in general is that it feels like it's just there for shock value without yeah. ever addressing what it actually is and does. Like I skipped it actually in this episode. When I was watching, I did skip it because I can't I can't watch it. It just makes me so uncomfortable. Um and all these sort of things with it. It's just mm. um it's one thing that like I know I bring up fan fiction all the time. I I like there's a specific fan fiction that I've read where this scene is mentioned in it and it's the fact that she says it, a guard that she is close with says, Are you really gonna do what the king did to you to graham and she just bursts into tears and it just never happens it never actually happened she just said it to like for fear just to try and look stronger than she was and look evil like she was because she was trying to be evil and it just never happened so they address it but it doesn't happen so they kind of fix that a little bit like she just said it for fear without ever actually doing it whereas obviously in the show that doesn't happen it is very clearly shown yeah it clearly does happen because they're doing it in storybrook exactly and so we have to like circle back like in storybrook he doesn't realize that this has been this is where it comes back to me being like uh, regina designed this world because she designed that relationship that the mayor would have with the sheriff yeah and it's robert you haven't talked a while do you want would you feel comfortable adding some input i mean comfortable <laughs> um it's not the part that really messes with my head a little bit is that this has been going on 28 plus years the 28 years in storybrooke plus however long it was going on in the enchanted forest and i feel like there should be a more in-depth look into when graham keeps saying like i don't feel anything i want to feel something Mm. i'm like that's relatable (laughs) And it's framed as like, he doesn't feel anything. Oh, because she has his heart and you don't feel anything. And it's like, yeah, circling back to not calling it what it is. Yeah. Which is just a consistent thing. But also just in this episode alone, just on that line of assault, assault is like a theme in this episode of not only sexual assault towards Graham, sexual assault of Graham towards Emma, physical assault between Regina and Emma. Yeah. Sexual assault, technically, from Graham to Regina as well when he storms into the house and, like, 
forces himself to kiss her as well. So there is that back and forth sort of situation there as well. But it's consistent throughout this episode, just assault after assault. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? And it's never treated as that. The, the Graham and Emma thing, like when he kisses her, that's like a trope right that's like yeah. a trope we see in all the things and that doesn't make it any less assault but the show just treats it as like oh you're into them you just you're it's overcoming you kiss him in the moment and the way they try to fix it is Emma being like that's not okay you can't just do that shit which is like yeah it's not and at least we're acknowledging that like no you shouldn't just like kiss someone that because you feel like ah, i just in the moment with regina and graham i almost get the vibe that like this is usually how their interactions like how the hookups start yeah with just regina showing up and like kissing him aggressively not to make it that doesn't make it okay but on that Mm. one i would put it as like definitely in a different sphere but yeah and then all of it's just is it supposed to be the contrast to this huntsman character who was like this gentle kind soul is like that why we see it all happening because it all all of that happens in storybrook Mm. I mean, I I feel like definitely it's some sort of contrast because the Huntsman, like, absolutely respects all the animals he has to kill or interact with and respects their boundaries and respects, like, oh, sorry, sorry, stag, I had to kill you for food. But, you know, your sacrifice is worthy. Very circle of life. Et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Very circle of life. I, I did hear Mufasa when um graham was like i remember who i am oh, <laughs> yeah. in the background being like remember who you are <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just the whole thing just feels really odd i think that's the only way i can describe it like i just his story as the huntsman really interesting i thought it was yeah. like a really interesting contrast to yeah. he was like he is a bit of a loner in Storybrooke, but we do actually see him have sort of relationships with people. Whereas, like in like Enchanted Forest, he was very much a lone person who just like literally basically lived in the wild with his wolf family and stuff like that. Um, he was raised by, by wolves. <laughs> I was going to say buy my books that are about this concept, but somewhat well, definitely better. But you know, that's more. <laughs> do it. <laughs> We appreciate the, um, the the self-love. Your books mm-hmm, are better mm-hmm. than the writing for this for this episode. Link in the episode show notes oh. where you can get that. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the concept of that, but it's just, especially a sign of just like, you know, they're pure, um, whereas humans are not. And I was like, that's so bad. <laughs> but like, people are not like that at all. People are awful. And he recognizes that. Um I did find it okay. The one thing I've got to say though that did I think that's kind of more like the sort of like the storyline standout situation. Well, well, I guess like highlight or storyline is that I found it so weird that Snow's letter of basically being like, "Hey, uh, I'm sorry and I forgive you and all the stuff that the pain that I brought, you know, that sucks, but I hope you you care about my people." when I'm gone and all these sort of things was th- that was what led to him deciding oh I probably shouldn't kill her and I'm like really well <laughs> like she's this it's an act it's selfless that's his thing yeah. it's like he views people as like all are selfish because that's like yeah wolves can be violent and they cause harm and stuff but it's because they aren't doing it just to cause harm they're doing because they're afraid mm. they're hungry they're protecting like all of these things they never act in a selfish nature and so we see snow who's this young woman who is chasing through the woods who he's going to kill and she stops to write a letter when she has enough space because she knows she's not going to get away she knows she's going to die and the least thing she could do is her thought is not for herself it's for her people and she wants to do Mm. something to at least hope that they will be okay yeah okay okay that just kind of makes sense i think it just it just admit it we don't get the letter till later but i remember seeing it and being like really a a letter Mm -hmm. (laughs) a letter is what's made you like oh i won't kill you now and i'm like yeah and he starts crying while very emotional he gets very emotional he's in touch with his emotions yeah yeah you gotta love a man who's in touch with his emotional side yeah that's why we like enchanted forest graham and not really sheriff graham because that man that man does not understand how to be emotional. Well, he doesn't have his heart. <laughs> this reason. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> he doesn't feel anything. That's... Um, oh, go on, Robert. No, nah, I wanted to take us away from uh, the sad talks for a second. 
just for a second. Okay, it's okay, no, please. It's, it's, imp- it's important, sad talk, but I would like to take us away from a second to my favorite line of the episode where Graham is following the wolf in Storybrooke and he stumbles upon uh, Mr. Gold and he's like... In the woods with a shovel. Yeah, well, that that's that's important to the plot. But my favorite line is when he's like, I was looking for a wolf and Mr. Gold is like, did I forget to shave? <laughs> it's like, you're also supposed to be the big bad wolf, my dude, sit down. Yeah. Oh my god, I do love it. I'm gonna say just just because I wrote it in the notes somewhere, I think the shovel that we see Mr. Gold with mm-hmm. comes back later in the season. It's the same. Like, there's a reference to this specific kind of shovel, um, and I think it's the same one. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Because um, I saw because there's a specific scene where he just stops and just kind of looks at the shovel and then looks back to Graham. And I'm like, wait, that I think that's the same one from like much later episode so hmm <laughs> probably because i could not remember if it if we ever circle back to he claims he's gardening in the woods and i'm like this is not where you garden but okay yeah, so you're, you're you're surrounded by an outdoor garden already yeah it's like yeah. What? L- listen listen either mr gold is planting his dagger we learn about that next episode spoilers mm-hmm. or he has like a secret pot farm one or the two the latter it's yeah. the latter. No, I I know people who have had like secret. I'm not going to say names, obviously, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I've known people who've had like secret marijuana farms in the forest or like in their parents' basement or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, this is just Mr. Gold's just a stoner. He's trying to hide his weed. Th- yes, I believe that. That makes a lot of sense. This is where Ruby. He is her dealer. Like this is where everyone gets their pot in town. Ruby's. This is absolute. Listen, if you want like the best stuff, you just go to Mr. Gold. You know he's doing quality. Yeah, Regina needs to go to Mr. York. She doesn't need. To, she needs to find a way to relax because that woman has never had a relaxing day in her life. Yes, and that's why Mr. Gold has not told her about it because he needs her to be stressed beyond belief. Yes, this is facts. All they needed to do was basically give Regina a joint, and then you know, things down. would not have ended up as badly. Yeah, <laughs> you want to kill Snow White? No, come on, chillax, Just chillax, have a smoke. Let's, let's really Just reflect watch. on your feelings. What was a popular show in 2011 that they could just like veg out to and like watch? Oh, just turn on <gasps> Legend of Korra. Sure, Legend of Korra. Yeah, hey. Mr. Gold just like hit hey, Regina. Listen, let's just let's just doobie up, watch some Legend of Korra. We'll we'll order some pizza. It'll be great. You don't have to worry fine. about your revenge on Mr. On Snow White anymore. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if anyone here who's listening writes fan fiction. Could you please write this Just for me right. and, and, Not and the send fucking me the link? Stoner AU for Stone. Just a one Sto- shot. Stonerbrook. Stonerbrook. <laughs> Stonerbrook. Nice. I do uh, know for yeah. a fact that there is a fanfic that does have a chapter where it's it's uh, skilled adventures of Cora Mills, and it's. I'm concerned at how you, how much fanfic you read that you can remember exact chapters. It's an exact chapter because it was specific. Like there were specific sort of like AU scenarios within it, so each one is a different thing. But it's called Adventures with Cora Mills, and it's where, like this whole idea of like Cora, like spoilers for later on, gets her heart back and she doesn't die, and she's like a better person and learning to be a better mother. And there's a there's a chapter where her and Snow get high together and Regina and Emma <laughs> find them high and be like what the what the fuck what's going on here it's like come on don't worry chill it's all good <laughs> me me and snowdrop here are having the time of our lives snowdrop it's very good sorry that's completely off topic but <laughs> This entire conversation is just off top. We were trying to talk about Mr. Gold and how he's definitely, totally not hiding his dagger. And we're just like, nah, he's a, he's a, he's a pot dealer. <laughs> that would have been fun, though. That would have been so hilarious. If, if anyone's going to be a pot dealer, though, I feel like it'd probably be Dr. Whale. I feel like he'd be the type. Actually, ironically, he is a drug dealer in another TV show called iZombie. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think... I don't think you could trust what Dr. Whale's selling. It doesn't feel like he would care about the product as much as he would care about the lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Maybe Ruby then. I feel like Ruby would have... Ruby Ruby absolutely absolutely. knows where to get get good pop. Yeah. yeah. The question is, is Ruby put together enough to be able to, like, run a small business out of Granny's basement? Oh, 100%. Mm. Because she knows how to make sure that people don't ever suspect her. 
This is true. No one would suspect someone who's in tight short shorts mm -hmm. to be running an underground criminal business. <laughs> oh, and a callback to a previous episode of ours. I guess Granny's does have a liquor license because she, yeah. Ruby does give Graham like multiple shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They and they have like rounds, like he, like they, Graham and Sydney Glass play, like play like a bet on um if if graham can like hit the bullseye on the darts board again and he's like okay yeah 20 bucks he's like he's buying the next round i'm like they do rounds here they do like shots like i thought granny's was just a small little diner yeah I, every diner that i can think of in new york has an alcohol bar but i don't think of like going to my local diner to get drunk and is there like a point in time in the day where it becomes 21 plus only at, at granny's Oh well, admittedly, we also know from the next episode that definitely isn't the case. Yeah, exactly. No. We'll circle back. We'll circle yeah. back. But we'll circle back in the next episode. <laughs> okay, we've talked about plot. What about characters? What character are we invested in this episode? Oh, I feel really bad with what I want to say for mine because say it. Just no say one. It. I'm literally at this like this episode. I did not feel any investment to any of the characters in this. I had the possibility of being invested in graham mm. just because mainly not not sheriff graham but like huntsman graham yeah because he just has like a really interesting character but like we don't spend that much time with his huntsman mm -hmm. version of himself in this episode um i do like the whole consequence of like the split mind sort of situation but we really like he's just a bit of a dick in this episode if i'm honest like the way in which he talks to people like how he's kind of freaking out a little bit um the the way I know like it's it's good because Regina needs to be brought down a peg. I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of like his speech towards her, like sort of like saying you are nothing, basically. I like summarizing like you 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 are the reason I feel nothing because you are nothing sort of vibes. Uh, I don't think that's the intention that's kind of Oh yeah, I didn't read it, it that sounded way. to me. Yeah, maybe I don't know the exact words, but it was like when he was saying that he feels nothing and the problem isn't me. It's you. You are the re you make me feel nothing. I feel nothing towards you, or something like that. It just like I felt like that was a little bit unnecessary to an extent. Like it needed to kind of be said, but that whole scene. I I get where Emma is coming from. That happens later, mm -hmm. but that whole scene just it felt so high school related. Uh, yeah, of just like relationship drama, and that just it took the interest out of the episode for me. The whole thing was high school teen drama mm -hmm. and it's just it was it just felt kind of pathetic after a while just like we don't these are grown women and a grown man doing that as i put in the in the comments like emma and regina having fisticuffs mm -hmm. over over Not a guy fucking fisticuffs <laughs> fucking fisticuffs what is this 19 what no like 1845 <laughs> no it's because i'm english um <laughs> um and it just i don't know just because of, just that whole thing the reason why they have this fisticuffs is because of graham i'm like really this plain slice of bread is why you're having a fight like it just it just didn't feel realistic it just literally just felt like the writers were kind of like oh okay so emma suddenly likes graham now that's suddenly a thing because that was a whole thing like graham forces himself to kiss emma she reacts badly literally not that later long after mary margaret is basically telling her hey i know you have feelings for graham that's why you're so upset and it's like what? <laughs> well, we're supposed to That's... have read that she's had feelings for Graham for episodes and episodes. Every interaction they've had is us supposed to read like, oh, they're vibing. Which, no. But okay. But alright, show. You're the show. It just, the whole thing just read really weirdly. And we were supposed to feel something when Graham died. I didn't care. I don't know much about his character. I don't really know enough about him to really have an emotional attachment. This is the only, this is the first episode we've had something deep with him we've had small little scenes with him here and there like prior to this and it just i don't know it just feels like they were trying to build up to this huge emotional moment and it just it made it teen drama and then he dies because of the teen trauma like the whole yeah. reason why regina does it hinted at is that she's sad that she no longer her, has her fuck buddy mm -hmm. it's kind of the feeling that comes with it it was not actually her buddy and her rape victim yes which it's uh, so the whole thing just fell really flat to me to the point that I I didn't like any of the characters this episode. I just felt like no one felt like themselves, like remotely. Everyone felt like a completely different person. 
Well, it is episode seven. So actually at this stage in the series, we have no idea who these people are actually are. Like when we put it in the context of like watching this for the first time, this is super really early on. We're not even halfway through this first season. So we're still trying to establish. Yeah, I feel like a really weird point to kill a character off as well. Because like we have no connection to this person and you're trying to make us feel something. But like, I remember watching the series for the first time and I forgot Graham existed until he was mentioned again in the last episode. Like a one line mention, I was like, "Oh yeah, Graham, yeah, that was a thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't take his death seriously because of the way the the actor falls. <laughs> it's so exaggerated. For the same reason, I couldn't take um, when Ruby pepper sprayed Mister Gold a couple episodes back, and he comedically fell Ashley. over too. Ashley, who did I say? Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> oh, Ashley. My bad. When Ashley pepper sprays Mister Gold in the face and mr gold like fall it's not supposed to be funny it's a disabled man who gets pepper sprayed and falls over but also it's just it's it's funny so the flailing yeah it's the same thing with um with graham who just like oh my heart collapses to the ground yeah yeah i i guess uh friend i actually kind of had the the opposite take of like we don't know graham and then he dies in new york i feel nothing we for me it's like oh we're just getting to know this character and like like you said like sheriff graham is like fucking whatever but huntsman graham is like oh this is really interesting and you have like these layers and you've gone through a lot of trauma and you're just trying to remember who you are and like find your sense of identity again and you have this moment at the end of the episode where he's like i oh my gosh i remember and he has like the such this moment of like absolute joy and relief of suddenly remembering who he is again and having that sense of like security within himself it's like oh this is why things have felt wrong is because i've been forced into this part that literally isn't me for so long Mm. and then he dies and that's shocking because at this point in the show we don't expect characters to die especially one who's been framed as like they're supposed to be one of like the main cast they're supposed to be one of the main characters and so you just see the stakes are raised as in people die now but I felt really like, even though I don't really care for Graham because we don't know him and we could have like maybe gotten to know him better and his death would have been like more sad. But I think the point is for this one, it's not supposed to be sad because we knew him so well and we lost him and isn't that tragic. It's sad because we never got to know him. Like it's sad mm-hmm. because you hear of this character who's suddenly so full of hope and optimism and like this is a game changer. I know we're cursed. I know what happened and I can help gone and just ripped away and we don't get to know them better we don't get to have the opportunity to have a relationship with this person they're just taken and we're left trying to figure out what the hell this was also like the first like mid-season finale so like this episode airs in december and we have like a month of like what that's it regina knows graham's dead yeah it's a finale you guys had that we didn't have that in in the uk it literally just every episode so like literally next sunday Mm. I was watching the like episode eight, so like there was no break at all. Yeah, yeah, on this one, and I, I only rem- I always forget you guys did that. <laughs> like, I forgot that happened with US TV. I didn't know that Is didn't that happen with British TV. You don't have winter break. <laughs> you don't have mid season finale. No, well, literally none of that. No Everything just airs. Finale, universal healthcare, <laughs> trains. What's that? Trains. Uh, what's that? Good tea? Well, tea that you guys stole from China, but good tea. It's all stolen yeah. from China. That's where the good tea is yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> Paper, too. So, yeah, that's me on, on Graham's death. It's just like, the tragedy isn't we lost someone we love. The tragedy is we lost someone we never got to know. Yeah. In a more serious note, other than I find his death scene funny, <laughs> um, I... I, I do agree with Darian that it is it is very, very we lost someone that we didn't get to know, which I feel like in some cases it feels worse emotionally. Like you get a good vibe from well, not a good vibe. You get a vibe. In in Emma's situation, she's starting to bond with him mm-hmm. and maybe also be like, I like you. And he's like holding her face in his hands, being like, I remember she's smiling she's like i have no idea what the fuck's going on but you're cute i want to kiss you again Mm -hmm. and then he he just dies instantly like that yeah that's trauma that sucks yeah yeah no and 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 as we learn in the next episode to get ahead of ourselves for a second he dies of as far as the autopsy is concerned natural causes 
he is a fit like 30 something year old male who just like collapses and dies how the fuck is that natural regina definitely owns the autopsy the morgue they're, they're yeah. in her pocket so yeah, yeah. no yeah they could have had it be like a medical thing as well like because like like mary margaret had seen him like he was burning up he was kind of a little bit delirious in her right so they could have made it a medical thing yeah I just didn't think it through. There is a medical ter- a medical thing of like dying of a broken heart, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, it could be like inflammation of the heart, sort of. Yeah, thing. Like, like inf- inflammation an of the heart. heart brought on by like rigorous physical activity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was too exactly. fit. <laughs> He's too fit. He was too yeah. fit. He tried to deadlift. He tried to beat his personal deadlift, and he died at the gym. R.I.P. Or he, had, I don't know, contracted had like some underlying ailment that no one noticed because it's so rare. He went to the gym without a mask and he got COVID. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Wear your mask. It's just, yeah, they could have just done something with it. But the, I do admit that the trauma bit for Emma is interesting. This, the only sad bit is that never actually do anything with it. No. Unless it was fun to pop off for a heartbreak. Remember, Emma has this heartbreak. We won't think about it again until we're literally in the underworld in season five. Does he come back in the underworld? I forget. He doesn't, but Emma brings it up. The last person I love died. And you're just like... Yeah. Because they're forcing her to, you have to be honest about your feelings and it's hooks there and it's the underworld and this is a bad plot line and we really wasted the underworld and fuck off everybody. God, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun to get to. (laughs) I'm going to have to like just really focus on like writing one thing I really liked about each episode when we get there and just focus on that so it's not just, wow, Darian only complains. Because I loved this show so much. And I hate seeing what they did to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, just an aside, everyone. I'm just going to have to pop down to do get my hair done. Friends getting her hair done. Up. She's fancy like that. They have, yeah. They have, they have, they have I got to go get the lesbian shave. The lesbian <laughs> shave. I'll be back, my friends. Okay. We're going to keep wrapping and I'm keep talking. Yeah, it's just Darian and I. Hello, friend. How are you? Hello, friend. I'm good. I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, Emma. Well, no, I don't want to talk about. Who should we talk about? Well, friend's not here. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Emma. Let's talk shit about Regina. <laughs> let's talk shit about Regina. Friend's not here. It's time to talk. I think. I mean, I think we've talked her enough shit. About it's not her. fun to talk shit about someone when the episode is like they're literally a rapist. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. It's not really talking shit. It's holding them accountable. Holy accountable for actions with the show never fully does. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Um, yeah. I don't remember the other times it happens in the series, and I'm not looking forward to having to see that. No, no, it's rough. It's fucking rough. Uh, I want to talk about how uh, beginning episode Graham, when he's first like having his like breakdowns, he's like he's upset because Emma's upset with him because she caught him like found out that he's been having like he's been sleeping with Regina, which you know, on normal circumstances. Emma, you have no business being upset about it. You're not related to the person. They're adults that can do whatever the hell they want. But that's not what actually is happening, but no one knows it, so whatever. But in that moment, because she is upset and Graham has to reflect on, like, he is upset that Emma is upset and why is he upset that Emma is upset because he should be able to make his own choices, but maybe he's only with Regina because he feels like he feels nothing and this is just convenient. Let's take aside all the other magic stuff. But then he's, like, trying to talk to Emma that, like, I need help. I don't feel anything. And her sing- her response is, "Your bad judgment is not my problem." Yeah, that was that that, that was a queen line from her. It's not yeah, it's uh, not her job. It's not the job of women to fix broken men. No, I think more women need to embrace this and set boundaries with men who are looking for free emotional labor. Yeah, uh, that does not come free, besties. It's called therapy, and in the general rate is like a hundred bucks an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's right. It's Doctor Hopper. He's right there. Yeah, he's not the best, but he's what you got. Yeah, they he's literally they literally tell him. I forget who tells him. I think it was uh, Mary Marker who tells him, "Hey, if you're feeling like this, you should go see Doctor Hopper." She does. You know, shout out to Mary Margaret for like really advocating for people's mental health. Yeah, no, seriously. And then he doesn't. He doesn't take that advice. He instead goes to talk to a ten year old. 10 year old with a book with a who book. is also in therapy because he's having issues grappling with reality but again the problem is he's not wrong he's not wrong none of this is wrong no it's it's really not which is the weird thing to think about again when you mm-hmm. when you yeah. look at the show and you're like well he's not wrong but also his trauma is valid yeah yeah so then Graham, who's just like it's fascinating yeah just all these like I do like Huntsman. I like the Huntsman. Yeah. Is his name Graham? 
in the i don't think they give him an actual name i think they just constantly refer to him as the huntsman yeah because like we throughout the show we discover that like a lot of these folks fairy tale or their storybook names are legitimately their names and or aliases they have used yeah so like regina's name is we learn eventually honestly regina like that was her name yeah um obviously like gold's isn't but david's is like oh he was prince james but we learned you know last episode that's not true his name was actually david or at one point in time snow white does use the alias mary margaret yeah and i do remember that later in the series Mm -hmm. she's like call me mary margaret no more snow white which is a weird thing but we'll we'll get to that in the future but yeah uh, yeah so yeah he's just the huntsman i guess i guess we could just call him graham in both universes doesn't matter he's dead yeah i mean I guess in the other one, he's like, his parents abandoned him in the woods and he was raised by wolves. So he probably wouldn't have, like, a human name and everyone just, he is just the huntsman. Yeah. No, that'd be, that would make sense, honestly. It would be really, really weird to just walk up to a guy and be like, hey, huntsman, what's up? Can I borrow five silver gold coins? Uh, so, silver gold? What the fuck? Silver coins. It's like, this is a, we literally just started this conversation. You're asking me for money? Probably not. This doesn't end well for me, I think. No. Yeah, it's just, it's the true tragedy of the character of mm-hmm. Grimm. And I'm piecing this in my brain as we are talking, so let's see what comes up. The tr- I'm so excited for this. Take me on a journey. Okay. The true tragedy of this character is, I I genuinely think, is his whole loner thing and how he's mm-hmm. only really ever been friends with animals and every human pretty much he's ever interacted with at least in this episode other Mm -hmm. than emma has treated him like shit those random guys in the bar were like we're gonna fuck you up just just assholes for no reason regina uh, emma's the only nice person that uh graham has and also snow white which would make sense i guess Snow White, because their family it like transfers down like the good-hearted nature and stuff oh my god can we I, I, if you are still uh, on your journey please no, tell no, me no, and please, I will please, please disrupt my journey well, I want to talk about how when he's talking to when Graham is talking to Henry about like the book and these other lies and stuff because it's starting to make sense in his head why he has these weird like memories also gold implies that like dreams are memories of a past life and it's like god I hope not oh, no one has ever actually said that ever in real life that's not a thing usually but he's talking to Henry and he's like oh, it started to happen after I kissed Emma He's like, you kissed my mom? And I'm like, Harry, he's been kissing one of your moms for a real long time, buddy. Let's not think about that. No, no no one tell Henry about the kissing. No one tell Henry about that. But it is like, he's like, why did, he's like, when because Graham is having a lot of these memories. But they're not only when he's like with Emma, because he has ones like in the woods totally on his own. Yeah. But he's like having these memories when he's around Emma, when he touches her. And Henry's like, oh, that makes sense because like, her mom's Snow White, and by sparing Snow White, you saved her life, so you have this bond. And is that, like, weird? Because it felt weird, especially because the bond is supposed to be written as, like, romantic. It felt like the writers were grasping for some reason why Graham and, and Emma would get along, and they're like, oh, Snow White. He spares Snow White, and Snow White's her mom. That's how we do it. I'm like, you were... It's like that meme where it's like, I've connected the dots. You didn't connect shit. I've connected, you didn't connect shit. I've connected them. No, you really haven't. You you just have two different ideas and you're like, we, we just paired them together. They'll make sense. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest problem is that they so desperately wanted to have this be romantic. They yeah. so desperately wanted the bond to be a romantic. But what if it wasn't? What if Graham just cared about Emma? Like, what if he was just like, she's new in town, the mayor is weirdly aggressive to her, and he is like, doesn't know why, but he like, I have to do what she says, and I'm in this relationship with the mayor, but like, I don't trust her or like her or really want to be around her, so if an opportunity arises to like, kind of get away from her power, I'm going to take it by helping Emma, but then he grows to like, he wants to protect her, and he wants to help her out, and like, Emma's never had anybody who just genuinely wants to like, help her or like, you know, see that things are not like, protect her kind of especially someone in law enforcement as like a foster kid who ran away a lot of time and was just framed as like a bad shitty like give up on society type person but having and not to say like oh cops whatever but like graham is someone who's in a position of like some sort of power and authority who is respected in the community who sees emma and gives her an opportunity he's like hey you're smart you're clever you i want you to be my deputy i trust you yeah and like make it 
that make it a bond of like trust and protection and it's someone emma like respects and looks up to and like starts to confide in as someone she can count on and that's just taken away and also maybe it's not because they have a bond maybe it's because she's the savior who can break the damn curse yeah like they literally have that set up she's the one who's gonna break the curse you don't need this like extra layer or this yeah. extra detail to be like, hey, this is why Graham and Emma are going to like get along and like be romantically involved or whatever. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's it's unnecessary. It's also a really wonky line just to hear, especially out of Henry being like, out of this 10-year-old's mouth? Yeah, out of this 10-year-old's mouth. It's like, well, the reason you guys have a bond is because you saved Snow White and Snow White's her mom. And he just says that like he's so proud. I'm like, Henry, you've connect you did not connect the dots. You connected shit. It would be interesting if like he wants to protect her. And maybe like we could save that. Like, let's save it like you want to protect her because like she's Snow White's daughter and you save Snow White. Yeah. But in that, maybe the huntsman knew, right? Like maybe the huntsman knew somehow that the the because Regina doesn't know that Emma's supposed to break the curse. No. She doesn't know that they're that Snow White's daughter that would have is going to come back. That would have been helpful information for Henry to drop, by the way, while they're reading the book. That would have been super yeah. helpful information. Like for she's going to break the curse, and so when he is suddenly desperate, like he's like, "I need you to help me, please help me, please help me." You're the only one who can. It's not this weird romantic, like, "Oh, I need you to like be there for me and put me back together." It's like magic bullshit, and you're apparently the only person who can help, and I'm freaking out. Can you just help me? And she goes along because this is her friend. And he's been there for her when she's had to deal with some shitty stuff in this town and like dealing with Regina and all this stuff. And he's he's put his neck out for her. So she's willing to like in response in this moment of like growth for Emma, who's like never trusted anybody and never sticks up for anybody because of how many times she's been like betrayed, goes ahead and is like, fine, I'm going to stick my neck out for you. I'm going to be there and trust you in this moment. Yeah, let's break in. Also, so they break into a mausoleum at the cemetery because it's got this antler emblem on it yeah i don't remember what the antler emblem is for i think it's just like the crest of the mill family i think apparently it's the crest of the mills family which is weird because you think it'd make more sense to be associated with the huntsman but it's not yeah but he's like this is he sees the symbol and he asks henry like oh what is this and henry says like oh this is where she keeps her heart she rips him out it's kind of her thing Hmm. and i guess we could talk about like henry who, again, knows this stuff. And this woman is supposed to be his mother, but anybody who sh- upsets her, she just rips their heart out. And, like, we could circle back to, like, that's probably a reason why M- Henry is so, like, withdrawn and distant. He's afraid of Regina because he knows what she's capable of. Yeah. And she's lied to him and she's gaslit him and she's refused to, like, let him in. And so why wouldn't he be scared of her? Yeah. He has no reason to trust her. Because she, he knows she's lying. I really feel like this episode in general, they just wasted whatever they wasted. could have done with Henry. There's, mm-hmm. like Henry could have said, could have given more information, could have expressed more emotions, could have. There could have just been so much more. They just had him for the one line of like, okay, this is what you got to do, Graham. Bye. This is my only cameo in the episode. Which is wild. Someone is Operation Cobra, and someone is starting to remember. Why wouldn't you want Henry to be all over that? Because it's not about that. It's about the weird drama between Graham and Gina and, and Emma. And like like Fran described it earlier as like this weird high school thing. Um, but just doubling back to the mausoleum. They go into the mausoleum. He's opening all the doors. He's opening urns. He's trying to find his heart. There's nothing. They can't find anything. Regina shows up. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I'm visiting. I'm laying f- flowers at my father's grave like I do every Wednesday. Wouldn't wouldn't he know if they like sleep together regularly? Wouldn't he notice like, oh hey, Regina almost never sees me at this time on Wednesdays? Like, I don't know. That's a weird thought. I don't know. Yeah, especially because like the episode like frames it as Regina is heartbroken because she is like once again lost someone she felt close to, which is fucked up in a lot of ways as we consider yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um but then you'd think that he would know because she, if that was the case and Regina had essentially deluded herself into viewing this as like a true ro- like relationship she had with this other person yeah. would have. But she still doesn't confide in anybody. So she wouldn't have told him that anyway because Regina doesn't share. Yeah. But uh, also the uh, the mausoleum does have the word Mills in big letters carved into one of the walls on the inside. Mm. And the fact that Emma are supposed like bounty hunter 
Bond's person detective doesn't notice that when they walk in is wild. I does amateurs like never like in the next episode spoilers for the next episode they they put a smear campaign on emma and like dig up her past i would have thought at some point emma would have tried to dig up like regina's past and she'd be like oh wait i can't find any records of there's no like regina mills existing or a father for regina mills or anything like that but Mm -hmm. if they did that that would spoil the like the surprise at the end like when emma's like oh shit everything's real it, it, oh, yeah, magic's real it's and true. blah blah mm-hmm. like th- that would have spoiled it that th- there's a re- there's a not a narrative reason there's like plot a storytelling reason i guess like for a mm-hmm. plot yeah so that you don't just spoil your surprise your surprise quickly but in the canonicity of the character she would have definitely like tried to look up anything about regina like day one yeah right even not just as like a smear campaign during like the next episode right as like revenge i don't think emma Especially that episode is framing her as like a good person who doesn't do that kind of thing. Yeah. But as like someone who is an expert into looking into people's past, like she rolls up in this town and she's like, this is the woman who adopted like my biological son and and it's a close adoption and she's the mayor and everything. But Henry's hates her and claims she's evil. Well, w- she's obviously not actually a fairy tale queen, but like what happened that makes him feel this way? Cause this doesn't come from nothing. So like what's up or like, she's like, well, I'm going to be staying at this diner with like, and it's run by, you know, Emma and Ruby. He's like, she's like, maybe I should look into making sure these people don't like, no one's gone missing from this weird diner. Right. Like they don't just murder tourists from out of town. Yeah. Or like, I'll live with Mary Margaret. I should look into her and make like, Emma doesn't trust anybody. So it is, you're right. It is wild that she has not immediately just started like researching all these people just to like double check that there's not some like, they're on their third wife and their first one fell off the mountain. And the second one was attacked by an owl on the staircase. My, um, my friend Skylar likes to watch a lot of like true crime, like documentary type things. Oh no. Okay. I get the vibe. That's good. <clears throat> that's yeah, good yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. No, that's just, yeah, th- th- mm, I feel like that's definitely. I feel like this episode is definitely a showcase of, uh, f- not uh, not forbearing. What's the other word for foreboding? For not foreboding, like getting, like not acknowledging, not acknowledging what these characters would canonically do in mm-hmm. in interest of telling a quote unquote interesting story. It wasn't even as interesting as it could have been. I think. No. Like I said, I think this episode has a lot of potential, and I think it does like changed the game because when i was looking up like what date did this episode air on uh i noticed like and I, it, this was in the wikipedia entry so like you know take that with a grain of salt but one something they said in it was like the the creators of the show had intended to kill off graham since the pilot like he was gonna die specifically for this reason to show that regina knows and to show that there are stakes in this show yeah stakes that we rarely go back to but sometimes do and they yeah. usually suck yeah i mean the, the stakes quote-unquote everyone in this town is effectively immortal unless they're fucking killed yeah none of them have aged or, or emma breaks the curse i guess i don't know if aging resumes when she breaks the curse i think so i, I hope so i would it would be a weird fucking thing if after the curse breaks, Regina's just like, yeah, no, so you're all still going to be like 30-something for the rest of your lives, which is forever, until like the sun explodes. Basically, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more this episode feels off to me, because just about every character that we have gotten to know is so off character this episode. Yeah. Hey, Fran, love your hair. Fran, it's cute. Thank you. <laughs> Pull all the girls with that hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the fire nation top yeah the fire nation shirt basically a five under i'm ready i'm ready to destroy some stuff so a fire nice nation, you're a fire nation top hey anyway um <laughs> we're talking about how this episode really squandered the potential for these plot points yeah yeah and and, and the the conclusion i'm coming to is that this episode really sucks because everyone's so off character mm-hmm. oh yeah 100 percent like I, I don't. This is the thing, and this is an issue I consistently have with Once Upon a Time is that the writers and showrunners try to make it le- seem like they had everything planned out, and they knew where mm. things were going to go, and they knew exactly the direction they wanted. Don't lie. If you don't know where you're going with a story, don't act like you do. 
And that's an issue that I've just well, consistently these guys did Lost, so... Yeah, which is, yeah. <laughs> At least Lost was somewhat planned until I think it was, like, beyond season three, because they only had, like, three seasons planned, and then the studio company would be like, ah, but people like this. Give us more. And then it went a little bit downhill after that, because, like, they didn't mm-hmm. plan further. <laughs> Whereas this, like, you had the possibilities, but I don't know, they just, they really did see, didn't seem to know what they wanted to do with these characters like they just don't add up in so many ways and it's it's just kind of disappointing um i definitely do feel like graham's character kind of got like mainly sheriff graham yeah got Mm -hmm. a bit ruined in this episode like he was kind of graham and regina's character got really ruined this episode because i mean i would say even emma because and when they're outside the mausoleum and Graham and Regina are doing this back and forth and Graham's like, I'm I, Regina, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And she looks at Emma and she's like, wow, is there anything else you could take away from me? Because Regina does not take responsibility for her actions and looks to other people to blame for any negative emotion she ever feels. And that sucks. And she does need to be called out for that. And Emma does call her out for that where it's like, hey, you ever think that maybe you're the problem? Like the common denominator in all of your strife is actually you. But the way she says that is like, Graham is leaving you. He's picking me. But then she says that Henry left you and came to find me. And I don't like the fact that she brings up Henry because I think that sucks. And I don't think Emma would do that. Not in this moment. Not over a guy. Like maybe over a fight that is actually about Henry. I think she'd be like, hold up. He left and came to find me. Like, I don't like the fact that Emma brings up Henry in this situation as if it is comparable to a man breaking up with you yeah. it was gross and i think you're right where it's like it feels like mean girls fighting in the cafeteria right where you describe it as like very high school like it diminishes these characters and what they're dealing with so dramatically yeah and it's, the unfortunate fact is that this isn't the last time it happens no. more than once this teen drama sort of stuff and i'm like these are grown women like no grown woman has ever done this <laughs> where mm-hmm. they've literally gone in well not to this extent like there are some petty petty people aren't there but like yeah not all in one place <laughs> like, <No. laughs> uh, it's just yeah I th- this is a, there's a few episodes throughout that are very lead to very out of character moments and those are the episodes that to me show the fact that the writers had didn't really have a concrete idea of what they wanted to do and where they wanted it to go. Add in that yeah. season one did not need to be 22 episodes. It's so long, guys! It's yeah. so long. <laughs> and for what? Especially because like a lot of the characters who get like their season one, like an episode is like their origin story, and we just never do anything with them ever again. They just disappear. <laughs> Obviously, the plan was to have, I think, a lot of these characters be more prominent throughout throughout. But like, as you said, Fran, there wasn't a clear idea of what the show was going to be beyond breaking the curse. Like they knew they were going to break the curse in season one. This was not going to be an ongoing thing of the show. Season two was going to be something different. They clearly didn't really have an idea of what they were going to do beyond those elements they might have had like kind of flickers of ideas and that's why we get certain characters backstories and stuff in season one but eventually when they grab onto the thread of like what the show becomes which is very like uh let's not get into that here (laughs) hey i think uh one character who had this episode did a really like good thing for their character was snow white i really liked um once the huntsman is like just he's in one of like regina's like the dark knight's armor leading her through the woods because she's going to go to one of her father's like other castles. It's one of her favorite places in the world. So she's going to go that because the king has died. Gang, the king has died. Regina murdered him. RIP the king. It's uh, <laughs> it's the beginning of the episode. Snow White is like mourning over her father. And Regina comes down. I'm so sorry for your loss. She's like, I know you love him too. I'm so glad we can like be together. And it's so sad for Snow who like thinks this woman who is her stepmother and has been her stepmother for at least a decade, if not longer, she thinks this is someone who understands her and cares about her and is hates her so much and is going to betray her the next day. So she sends a husband to go kill her. They're walking through the woods. And and Snow picks up on exactly that something is wrong. She's looking at the husband. She's like, yeah, you know what? All of my father's men have, you know, offered their condolences to me except for you. 
Also, your armor is you're wearing it wrong. She picked you for a reason. She sent you to kill me. And then she bounces. And it is great. And she does. She knows she like, I don't know these woods as well as you. I can't. But I, I can't keep running. Here's my letter. I like what it does for Snow White and the competence it lends her. Mm. Yeah. Especially because she's about to have to become a rogue. So, yeah, we have to know she's capable. Definitely. I do like that we can we get the continuation of the fact that she knows she did do something wrong to Regina. And she does yes. the whole, I'm sorry for what I did, um, and all these sort of stuff. So there is these hints to it. It's dragging out now to the point where I'm kind of like, okay, we keep getting hints. What, when do we get this information? And it's not for a while. Episode 19. Yeah. I went through and I was looking at all the episode titles and I'm like... Yeah, this is what I mean. Long. <laughs> it did not need to be 22 episodes. No, it could have just been 12, maybe 16. 12, God. 12. But every season is 22 episodes. Every season. Like, fun fact. I wondered, in like, oh, the later seasons got shorter, didn't they? Nope. Even season seven, the Seattle season, is 22 episodes. Yeah. means we'll be doing a season a year. Oh, God. That <laughs> eh, sounds good. Hey, content! <laughs> Can't wait to be 30 and yelling about Camelot. <laughs> I don't want to yell about Camelot in my 30s. I want that to be a good year. <laughs> oh, God. But um, um, shall we head into our sort of final thoughts for, these, for this yes. episode? Rip Graham, there was no Pongo in this episode at all. Uh, too much assault. Negative 12 out of 10. Fair, I think. <laughs> um, me, I, I like the rising stakes just feels a little bit hollow because like mm-hmm. we're not even halfway through the season um so there's like we're not at a halfway point yet the death did happen a little bit too soon for me if i'm honest and just like considering we do forget dre i can can say <laughs> Dream. <laughs> we forget graham by like the end of the season like we've got another well we're episode seven we've got another 13 13 14 episodes left 15. 15. Okay, so another episode. It's it's basic mathematics. Shut up. I'm a literature gay, not a maths one. <laughs> we are not even quite a third of the way through the season. We yeah. are 720 seconds of the way through the season, which is such a weird number. <laughs> hey, that number. Don't yeah, like that number. No. And yeah, so it just it feel it feels like a really weird stage because like we've got stakes raising, but we still have a really long way to go. So like, it feels like there's going to be like a fluctuation, which does happen, which doesn't mm-hmm. lead to interesting storytelling. Um, so it yeah. just kind of, just because mainly because I know the context of things that happens later, it just, it falls flat, which yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, so it's a rewatch because we get to bring in all of our like experience of like, okay, what's happening here? But also like, how does that actually pay off in the grand scheme of the show? And I think you're super right, Fran, where it's like, this feels really early. And on one hand, I like shows that do these inevitabilities soon and quick. Like, I really, really like The Good Place, especially the first season of The Good Place especially. that changes the game twice. That treats, like, like the halfway through the season with, I guess, spoilers for The Good Place. Is that cool? Do we want to? I've watched it, so I know it. <laughs> okay. major spoilers for halfway through i won't spoil the whole thing but like halfway through you have this woman who is in the good place but she is not supposed to be there so her and her friend are having to like hide this fact they're constantly trying to hide this fact but everything's crumbling because like she knows she's not supposed to be there and she's making things worse because her presence is not actually supposed to be in this paradise and so halfway through the season she actually admits it's my fault i'm not supposed to be here and that's like a season finale thing but this is like halfway the season. And so that changes things so fast. And so the, and they, they do that again at the end and again in the next season. And they, they always know where they want to go and they don't drag it out. They're going to hit that point when it is time to hit it. And that keeps the show moving and feeling fresh. And so I think killing off Graham, raising these stakes, revealing that Regina knows the truth in episode seven is great. If the episode was only, if the season was only 12 episodes long. Yeah. Yeah, like the good place was. Yeah, like the good place. Everything was very short, very, and they kept the pacing, kept the movement. But this was 2010, and you didn't have shows that did that. The idea of having a show that was short suggested the show was bad. Yeah, you had to have those full long season runs, or it was a cartoon, right? Like it wasn't to be taken seriously. If you only wow, the show only had like 12 episodes in the first season. 
it must not have been very good. But now you look at it, you're like, wow, 12 episodes? This must be the tightest story you've ever heard. Six whole episodes? What is it, WandaVision? Yeah, I was going to say, all, all the Disney Plus <laughs> MCU shows were like six to eight episodes. Yeah, because that's all you really need to tell a story like this. But when you have like this kind of network television thing, you are telling a story, but you're also filling a time slot full of full season before summer break. But I literally had, I don't think though. I had anything else. So I think it was more I was just going to lead into the ending situation. Yeah, let's get out of here. I'm done with this episode. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. I'm tired of being here. Let's go talk about something else. <laughs> I have peanut butter toast I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter toast. That's that's a good way to end. Peanut butter toast. <laughs> Maybe, uh, what's, what's that fucking thing from The Fault in Our Stars? Maybe peanut butter toast would be our always. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't see me, uh, listeners, but I am just shaking my head back and forth I, I, rhythmically. The the uh, the peanut butter toast was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Someone sign off of this fucking episode before I keep talking. <laughs> the peanut, the peanut. I'm trying to. I can't think of a quote in this episode that isn't terrible. So for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Uh, to find where we are outside of the listening sphere, uh, you can find us at Storybrook Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can email us at entering storybrook at out no entering storybrook podcast at outlook.com if you want to share further thoughts. Remember, the queen needed someone adept at murder, but I think what we need is someone adept at peanut butter toast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Woo! Woo!